What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham, Justin Treese, and Dan Kiefer coming to you with another episode of Talking Football. And let me tell you, I wasn't on last week, which was a loss, but a big win was me in my betting. And so I'm going to come on here, and I'm just going to humble brag right off the start. NFL-wise, clean slate, straight green, all Ws. College, got close. Three-leg parlay, won't even talk about it. Pick the wrong games. It's all right, just part of it. But with you guys, great show last week. I did get to listen to it. It was a good one. Dan had a couple comments to me. Just, you know, some things. We'll let it slide. We'll, we'll move on from it. I thought it was funny. I had my jokes. I giggled a little bit on my way to work and just kept going about the day. I'm excited to be joining you guys today. Hopefully, you've had a good week. It's been two weeks since we've got to talk. How have you boys been? Yeah, man, it's good. I uh, I was riding high last Saturday, 4-1 and one for a college, which was uh, huge for me. College has been kicking my teeth in. Sunday, things kind of changed. Uh, you know, my quarterback's on uh, life support right now, and we're just fighting. We're fighting every day. We're fighting every day. I'm sure Trees is great. How's Trees? I'm I'm doing fantastic. So, I mean, all I can think about is, like, how good the Utes are, honestly, and then, <laughs> honestly, how good the Jags are. Even with them losing, like, they still had a chance, and they had five turnovers, and they still had a chance. I was like – what is this? It is actually genuinely – sorry, one second. It's made me genuinely think, Austin, that I might want to come to Kansas City for that game. I'm going to the game. I'm buying tickets this next weekend, so please come. I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, Justin, do we got to talk about how your Jaguars, specifically your Jaguars quarterback, lost me my fantasy matchup? Yeah, we should talk about that for a minute. Trevor Lawrence – so, for some reason, we just found out this weekend. Apparently, no one's ever changed the rules, but in our league – if you have a fumble, it's negative two. And if you lose that fumble, so the other team recovers the fumble, it's an additional negative one. Okay? <laughs> Anybody know how Trevor Lawrence's game went last Sunday? I'll give you a hint. He had four fumbles. He lost four fumbles. I lost my matchup by three points. I'm not saying it was all Trevor Lawrence's fault. But if the shoe fits, you better but, freaking flaunt it. And Trevor you know what, is if the, sh- if the shoe fits, you better wear it. Uh, hey, I'll be I'm honest. Little... I didn't get to watch that game, but I saw the end of it. And I did see that Jacksonville started off very hot, which was exciting. But then I, I had other stuff I had to take care of, so I really wasn't able to watch the game. The Chiefs were playing that night, so I wasn't even worried about the other games going on during the day. Again, just going to be honest with you. What was the most exciting part about that game for you, Therese? Even as it went on with the five turnovers, why was there the five turnovers? Does he just have – is he – just poorly taking care of the football is it being taken right out of his hands what's kind of going on there so it was pouring rain so his first fumble was they went for it on fourth down and he was rolling out and he was trying to hurry and get it into the correct hand and throw it really quick and with it being so wet it just fell out so there's that one and then the other three were sack strips so he needs to be more careful with the ball there but like he's never had that issue like really in his career that i'm just kind of putting it to like a he probably was like He's had such a clean pocket all season that, like, I think it kind of caught him off guard, one, <laughs> that they were, like, collapsing it, and then two, the rain, and then three, like, just need to be better with the ball, right? So, kind of a mixture of all that. Overall, it is what it is. Didn't have Zay Jones, which is super weird being, like, Zay Jones is, like, important, but he's, like, a huge part of the offense. Um, the week before that, he had 10 catches, right? So, um yeah, so that was it. But most exciting part, I mean, the defense continuing to cause turnovers. Josh Allen is making himself so much money. <laughs> He's about to get a huge-ass contract uh, this offseason from the Jags. So, um, 
those are probably the biggest things. Perfect. And cool. uh, you're Miami Dolphins, Mr. Dan Kiefer? Yeah, yeah should, we, little, should we yeah. talk? It was like should, Thursday should feels like Tua? a lifetime ago. Should yeah, we talk like about we, the Tua situation for a minute? I feel though? like we should. And that's where I was uh, going with Dan because I just want to know why the hell your team just doesn't care so, about your franchise quarterback. Okay, so first off, nobody cares about their players more than Mike McDaniel, uh, first ballot Hall of Fame coach. But it, it's just shitty because uh, I feel like everyone is trying to make the Dolphins the new Saints in terms of like the Saints had the bounty gate and you know, they're a bunch of scumbags, everything. And Stephen Ross is a total dirtbag owner. Like there's a reason why Miami doesn't have two first round picks this year. They were penalized because he tried to get, you know, Sean Payton and Tom Brady on a yacht together. But like the doctors are who screwed up. Like it's a totally real world that we could say Tua had because you can see the replay. There was a scrum and a, a fourth and inches to a dove for the first down and his back got torqued. And then a couple plays later is when they had the, you know, he got thrown down and lost his balance twice. And then he was out of the game. He got cleared concussion wise. They said, it's all back. It's all back. And he got put back in and he was fine. Then when he got hit Thursday night and, you know, we've all seen the clip one time too many. And it's very obvious he had a concussion the game before, but is it the dolphins are the dolphins supposed to go against every doctor that says he's good to go and say, don't, no, no, we don't, we're not going to trust these, you know, unbiased medical professionals. We're not going to trust them. We think he's, we're not going to play our quarterback one. Or do you listen to doctors and say, okay, you know what? Everybody says he's good to go. He says he's good to go. Put him in. I think it's just a real tough situation. Um, Hopefully the NFL does something to clear this up, but there's a reason why all those doctors have been fired and it's just kind of a real unfortunate situation. I think the thing that worried me the most with it was the fact that what we saw from Tua on Sunday and the way that we saw his neck snap back and his head hit the, the turf on again on Sunday. And then as he gets up and he stumbles down, it's like, well, he's clearly – there's something wrong with him. And the NFL is now, you know, making a rule that if a player gets up and stumbles in any way, shape, or form, boom, you're out for the game just for precaution. I'll be honest, I already thought that was a rule. And really – and I don't want to make this like Chiefs heavy or biased or anything is because I saw it with Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game against the Browns. And then he was taken out because it was like, okay, hey, like he just doesn't look good. And it was just, you know, there wasn't sure if it was a concussion. I was like, we're just going to keep him out for precaution or, you know, just safety reasons. So I thought that was already a thing intact. And then when you see that play happen Thursday night and he hits the same part of his head on the turf, his neck snaps back, boom, it's the back of his head. It's like, that's the same exact spot that happened Sunday. And it was like, that's why I think personally why we saw like just the, you know, him being like completely knocked out and his fingers curling like that. Cause it was like, it was the same part of his brain that just, you know, was making an impact with the skull there. And of course I'm not trying to come off like a doctor or anything, but it's just like, why in the world do you even put him out there? I mean, that was like three days beforehand with something like that. And I know we played the whole second half, but it's still just, I don't know. It just seems uneasy and it feels like it could have been completely avoided. And then when you come out and you know, you hear the doctors are like, you hear that the doctors just overlooked a lot of stuff or did things poorly, I think that just also goes to show that the player safety really wasn't in mind there for Tua. Like, it was just like, okay, boom, go back in there. Yeah, I I don't think the Dolphins are, like, to blame, but I think yeah. they're definitely part of the example, unfortunately. You know, this could have been Ryan Tannehill with the 
prototype been uh car with Las Vegas. It could have been anybody, but it's Miami. And we all know that like to a positive or negative is such a lightning rod in the media. You know, my God, there was a video with him throwing with the other hand. Somebody just, you know, flipped all the game tape and we lost our minds about it. We talked about it here on the, on the show. So for this to happen, to him you know this didn't happen to a tackle or a special teamer it happened to a quarterback it happened to Tua when he was you know so hot the Dolphins are so hot they were already talking about so much in the media anyway that like I'm thinking that a lot's going to change soon which is better because right? we all want the game to be safe we love football it's just that you know you can't football is never going to be 100% safe and everybody knows that so it's, it's kind of there's a lot of gray area and you don't want to overreact but at the same time if you underreact and something does happen to like you know anyone but especially a quarterback of Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers you know somebody like that it, it gets scary in a hurry all right yeah Trace what are your thoughts on it you've been quiet so far I mean I agree with basically everything you guys said I will say I could see Mike Mike McDaniel should have maybe made an executive call there um, one, Austin, can you stop changing the color of your screen? Cause it's throwing me off. I'm going to feel like you I'm guys see a that. I didn't. Yes. I yes. thought that was just me. All no, right. I get, I so to... I'm having a seizure here. So that's great. Um, and then number two, like, not that it's Oops. like, he should just listen to like, like, yes, he should be able to listen to the professionals there. But like at some point, like, I also do believe like maybe he should have just made a call. Like, I'm like, hey, like, maybe we should sit out a week, especially because it's a short week. So, and and I'm a McDaniel guy, like, so, but I do think that, like, there's the art. I can see the argument there. Nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so now that I know, you know, you can try and change your background. Everyone gets to see you go through the, hey, do I like this one? Do I not? So that's super cool. Thanks for calling me out, Trace. Always appreciate that and respect it. That's no why we love you. Let's go ahead and get into our bets, though. And starting off with college football, Justin Treese, you are the one to start. What do you got? All right. I am going to go with what? I don't know. You just you took a long pause and you come in with, all right. That's like the Midwestern uh, way of being like, well, see you guys later. No, Be I was safe. Gonna, Take care I was now. Gonna, I was going to say something and then – that's the second time in this call alone you've called me basically an asshole. So I'm going. So I decided to just like eh, maybe I'll just take a step back on this one. Oh, which is totally I did fine. say that. I did say now, that earlier. It was all now. In say fair something luck. nice about was, him. Now say, yeah, something, say something nice else. about him. I've missed you, Trish. I appreciate you. Thank you. Before we get into I like the your hat. Thanks. It's a Nike hat. Um. So Couldn't we'll tell. get through the bets super quick, right? But like, have you guys seen the drama? of the scandal going on in the fishing world. Oh my gosh. Just absolute what? scumbags. Oh, I cannot hear you guys all of a sudden. So that's great. About it. Well, I mean, it happened right like, next okay, to well, no, Ohio. Ohio's so I don't know how you heard about it. Totally different. Sorry, I could not hear you guys there for a second. So I didn't hear a word you guys just said. Uh, Dan but, just said that Wisconsin's Midwest and Ohio is East Coast. It is. They're Eastern time oh. zone. And, look, and, you know, it's just we don't claim Ohio. No way. Yeah. Right. Well, either way, I don't know if you guys went over it already again because I couldn't hear you. But no, putting, what weight, 
they put weights, so they caught the fish and then shoved little ball weights down into the fish and fillets of fish down in there. And then we're weighing them. And they've won, I I guess they've won multiple tournaments over the last couple of years. And people would always be like, man, these fish shouldn't weigh that much. Like they're not that big. Like it's almost impossible. In the last year, they've won over $300,000 in either prize money or boats or fishing gear. And they've been kind of questioned as a lot lately because their fish don't look as big, but they weigh more. So that's what happened in this tournament. And the judge had, or the, you know, the commissioner of this tournament had finally had enough of it. And was like, you know what? You're right. Because of the guy before uh, his fish were just much larger in size, but they didn't weigh as much. And the record for the tournament was like 16 pounds and their three or four fish combined were like 32 pounds and they also didn't look like very big fish so they're like what the fuck's going on here so the judge takes them off to the side in this black crate like milk crate slices them open digs his fingers in there and pulls out these lead weights and he picks it up and he's like they're cheating yeah (laughs) it's amazing so this is a video i gotta find yes Yes. and the mob of people they're like fuck these guys you pieces of shit i fucking knew it fuck you but when the judge finds it he's just like you're out of here like a yeah. freaking umpire it is hysterical it really they're is, taking yeah. it very serious because it, it it was like a worth a lot it was like a I big this one was thirty thousand. when did when did this, this come th- out last two week. days ago yeah two i can't day, believe two this ago. isn't like on tiktok yet you know like it is it's every- oh it is it is, okay. it is. yeah, yeah. Check TikTok. yeah i'll find it check your algorithm the original bro. video is like nine minutes and 38 seconds yeah, but okay. they have they have plenty of like minute and thirty seconds of just slice open. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> right? Amazing. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah. Amazing. And so, apparently, anyways. that commissioner. I learned this today. That commissioner is a police officer. Um, the commissioner of the the fishing tournament that weekend is a police officer, and that's pretty much the only reason why those guys just didn't get the shit kicked out of them. That's crazy. So yeah, because I did because in the video it goes like, just let them out, just let them out, don't hurt them, and then like they like they're just standing there, just like like what Silence. what do I do? Here? They don't say a word, dude. Yeah, so, so down the, eyes. This down, tournament, yeah, this tournament was thirty thousand dollar prize or twenty nine thousand. Yep. So you're telling price. me that like okay, so so like obviously I don't know a lot about fishing tournaments, so I'm sorry if anybody out there is like getting really bad PTSD for us talking about this, but like so when you win a fishing tournament, it's by weight and length. Yeah. Right. Correct. It's probably the like way a combination of the two. Yeah. There's probably I think classes it's more or something like that. Yes. You're telling me in a weight, it, it, in a situation where the weight of a fish determines who wins, nobody looks inside the fish. Like, well, they had, like, seem they like shoved an oversight? Them, They shoved them like way down in the fish. They had to cut them like near like the like the reproductive system of the fish. Okay, because I'm assuming these just, are just and they had to like weights. dig their these fingers. These are just the little, little lead clip weights that you put. Uh, you would think they're like the big lead balls, and I mean they yeah. just shoved them down deep in the fish. Yeah. So when the fish is getting moved around, it's so wedged down in there that you can't tell. Sure. Also, the new- for a metal detector next time. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I was thinking. You know, new- like get one from the airport where you can like see in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah for sure. Okay, so new segment. Yeah, I definitely think that. Uh, New segment. You're just trying to I'm like, I've been cut off nine times. Yeah, new segment is new scandal of the week. That's a new segment (laughs) I'm talking (laughs) about because it's because it's electric. So okay, I can't wait until next week when uh, Zach Wilson reads anything and everything. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we'll go through picks a little bit faster because I think we're at 20 minutes into the podcast already. Um, First bet: TCU team total. Over 37 this week. 
against Kansas. Kansas's defense is not that great. And one of my favorite bets last week was TCU over 31 against Oklahoma. They were at that like two minutes into the second or third quarter, I think. So give me over 37 team total TCU. Love it. I'm going to Kentucky minus 10 versus South Carolina. I just, I'm not a believer in South Carolina right now. If you look at their home field, uh, advantage with how hype the crowd is and the stadium and the lights and their video production and, you know, light production team and stuff like that off the charts, football team on the field, not so much, but with Kentucky here, sad loss last week, kind of think they got screwed over. I'm going to go ahead and say it. You got redemption this week. Boom. You're going to get it by, by 10 with ease. Yeah, uh, my first bet here on the college side, I don't know if you guys know this, but the Big Ten as a whole this year has just gone bad shit crazy. Like, Ohio State's good, Michigan hasn't played anybody, and then the rest is just bad shit crazy every week. So when I want chaos, there's only one team I turn to, and that is Nebraska. I'm taking Nebraska as a three-point favorite on the road against Rutgers. And I'm betting on Casey Thompson and Trey Palmer. And I'm just going to get hurt on a Friday night. Trees, what? So last week, there were two sucker bets. Number one was Nebraska, like, minus, like, six against Indiana. I took it. And then number two was... um, Cincinnati over 60? Sure as hell was. No, the Rams plus two against the 49ers also took it. I was a sucker twice last weekend. It's not happening this weekend. You're not touching Nebraska. I'm not touching. Well, America's Huskers are going to cover three on the road in at Rutgers. All right. Next bet I'm taking. You know what? Hey, last year I was like the biggest Ole Miss booster honorary alumni this year i'm going against them and it's working out really well so old miss was a fun over bet all last year we crushed it this year going the other way i'm taking the under at 62 for old miss at vandy old miss has some serious games coming up and i think lane's smart enough to know once you get ahead get the boys out and just coast coast over vanderbilt okay this isn't where you want to go to war just give me the under at 62 for old miss and vandy Yep, and I'm I'm gonna stick with an under as well. I've, uh, Army at Wake Forest. Wake Forest has been putting points on the board this year, but when you play a team like Army, that really kind of slows down the pace of the game, kind of limits your scoring opportunities, in my opinion. So I'm gonna take the under at 66. Again, Army at Wake Forest. Love it. I actually looked at that game as well. Uh, I'm gonna take Louisville minus two and a half. Versus Virginia. Virginia is bad. I am shocked that this is not more than minus two and a half. I don't know if it's because Louisville lost to what Boston College last weekend or something. And like they're just not thinking that. But like I think Louisville runs away with this game. So Louisville minus two and a half even on the road. Next one. I am taking another team total. But I'm going to take the under on this one. And I'm going to take the under 31 against or sorry for UCLA against my Utes I just don't I know that UCLA's offense can be dynamic but I just don't see anybody in the Pac-12 maybe USC I shouldn't say anybody in the Pac-12 only USC can put up more than 30 points on the Utes defense gotcha and I have a quick question with that because I've noticed you've been doing this last two weeks beforehand too and we've been keeping stats of everything I'm not complaining I'm not nothing like that is this going in your over-under college yes. bet, even yes. though it's just a single team and not a game? Yep. Perfect. 
If you want to make sure I'm on the same page, probably should have been an off-air question, but here we go. We're all learning together. So next up, I have Washington favored by 13.5 at Arizona State. We've all heard the rumors of Arizona State and just how absolutely shitty that was before and after the firing of Herm Edwards. It seemed like that was just inevitable with the way things were going this year and the fact that his assistants were like, hey, this is so bad. We're just going to go ahead and give you the game plan because we're all fucking fired anyway, so it really doesn't matter. So with that, I'm going to take Washington, again, favored by 13.5 on the road to Arizona State. Yeah, I love that. A uh, big bounce back game for Washington, too. Uh, my next bet, this is definitely not ending up in my parlay out of the three of us. I'm the one who hasn't filled out his parlay yet. I promise you, fellas, this one's not going in there. This one is a – I'm betting on a letdown game. Illinois is coming off a huge win at Wisconsin, their first win in uh, 20 years at Camp Randall. They are hosting Iowa. Iowa – has been better of late, okay? And they're still got an awesome defense. I think they key in. This is a such an Iowa freaking game is to come in as a three-and-a-half-point dog and lose by three, all right? So give me the 17-14. We cheer for the punter Iowa game on Saturday at Illinois. So give me Iowa as a three-and-a-half-point dog. Next game, trying to I'm going to try to get in on some of that Austin Cunningham big country magic. I'm going to go with Arkansas. We got Arkansas, Mississippi State over under set at 59. Give me the over. I think this one screams like being 21 21 at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and then all hell breaks loose. All right. I think this is going to be that game this weekend. So give me the over at 59. Love it. Two things, real quick for you. Did you guys see uh, Coach Leach's rant on Weddings. marriage? Hell yeah. To, uh, oh my God, what's her name? Uh, she's marrying Trevor Sikama. Yeah. Sikama. Yeah. Doesn't matter. All right. We forgot her name. Super sorry. But anyways, coach Lisa's rant to her was absolutely hilarious. Instead of planning a wedding, just like go ahead and elope, try to get his kids to do it. He's like, I'll pay you 5,000 extra dollars to do it. None of them did it. They had this big wedding says in his mind, wasn't worth it. But the other thing I wanted to go to Dan for you was Alyssa. Thank you. Alyssa Lang. Alyssa Lang. Gotta Look at that. Credit. Boom. Comes in quick. Damn it. I should remember that name. That's my cousin's. Fuck. Anywho, Wisconsin has fired the head coach due to the loss last week to Illinois. What are your thoughts on that? Are you happy with it? I mean, you had like a, an over 70% winning percentage with Wisconsin. He's from the area, he's from the city. He went to Wisconsin. I mean, this was just the dude for Wisconsin. And this is yeah. like the first year he's not had any success. Boom. His ass is canned. What so are your it's thoughts? not. There's been a, like the last three years, there's been a gradual downturn. And I think, you know, 20 years ago, the University of Wisconsin would have been truly thrilled to be where the Badgers are now. The problem is, is when your goal is to make a good bowl game and contend for a uh, conference championship, and you do that for so long, eventually, naturally, the bar then gets set higher, right? That's how goals work. Once you achieve your goal and that becomes the status quo, then you would look for something more. And sadly, Chris has proven he's not that guy. The recruiting classes have started to drop off. The talent on the field has started to drop off. The offense hasn't changed. College football changes every you know every year. And they're still running the same playbook they did probably when he was playing there. So there's no imagination. There's no growth. You're not developing players like you were before. So ultimately, I think it's a little bit of a, the message is worn out, a little bit of a, we know you're not the guy to get us there, so we need to find the guy that will get us there. Firing him now gives Jimmy Leonard 
half a season ish to audition for the job. And if not, then you know that your in-house candidate who's been sought after by multiple people, isn't your guy. So you can go get your guy. So here, uh, Scott Frost is available. Good for him. (laughs) Just kidding. Would you put any of this blame here on Graham Mertz? I mean, just him being an absolutely God awful quarterback. He would, that's not even, no, I wouldn't. I don't think any of this goes on Mertz. I think you, you blame coaches, right? That's what we do. Graham Mertz was a four-star quarterback coming in, the highest recruited quarterback in terms of, you know, uh, rating as a high school prospect. And it just, there wasn't any development and you didn't put anybody around him. Josh Allen was completely crap in Buffalo till he got some talent around him, right? And now he's top three quarterback in the league. Well, he's so, only heard it. I'm not first. saying Graham Mertz is, Graham I'm not saying is Graham Josh Mertz Allen is, the is damn Josh keeper. Allen. That, I'm just saying, if you Trace, don't put is that what you heard? If you don't put anything around a quarterback to help him succeed and he struggles, you can't blame the quarterback. All right, next, Josh Allen Prodigy, Graham Mertz at Wisconsin. God damn. Dan Key for talking football. Uh, let's get into my bets, though. Uh, where Cam Rising, you know, maybe he's a rising star here for the NFL someday. We don't know. Probably not. But Utah is favored by four at UCLA. I'm taking Utah to win this football game. You know what? They play in the Coliseum, right? UCLA does? Yes. Here's the thing. Last time Utah was there, it was a tough loss in the Rose Bowl. They didn't forget that. We didn't forget that. Favored by four? Fuck, let's win by 12. I might create my own line here and just put it at 15 and still bet Utah. I'm not going to, but at the same time, it would be cool. But I believe in Utah right here, minus four. Love it. Love it. All right. I will go with another team total. I will go over 27 and a half for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Panthers, their offense is starting to get rolling again. They play a superior, uh, not a superior opponent. They play a pretty bad opponent in Virginia Tech. On And they're at home. They're going to score over 28 points. So give me Pitt over 27 and 27 and a half next one Tulsa minus six versus Navy I do have the concern about like hey Navy might run the ball and slow things down but it's still just a one score game Tulsa's offense can score at will at times so I really think the high power offense of Tulsa is going to be able to get them at least six points against Navy love it so last week I went ahead and bet the over for an Auburn LSU matchup which I thought you know bad defenses both these teams are probably going to score. What I just happened to forget was that they both have bad offenses as well, and they just they can't score points. And so I missed on that. And so this week coming into Auburn at Georgia, I also think I took the over for Georgia and Mizzou. Missed on that. Should have taken Mizzou to cover like I really wanted to deep down in my heart. Didn't listen to myself. That's on me. Also probably a red flag to everyone else. But here we are. This is a learning lesson. We're going to make the most of it because I'm going to take the under – at 49 with Auburn making the trip to Georgia. I don't think Georgia, excuse me, has hit the over on any of the games this year. I think Trace actually brought that up a couple weeks ago. Um, And I was like, oh, my gosh, is that true? Well, sure enough, I thought last week they might get the over. I was wrong. Knowing my luck, they're probably going to hit the over this week. And, well, that's where the trend starts to change. So, everyone else, you're welcome. But for me, I am going to take the under again at 49, Auburn versus Georgia. Thank yeah, you I like that quite a bit. Be a fun game to watch. My final two college bets are I'm taking Fresno State as a seven and a half point dog on the road going to Boise because I don't think Boise is very good at all. And finally, fellas, how do we not take Kansas 
at plus seven hosting TCU. TCU is coming off a huge game. TCU is great. They're awesome. They're this and that. Jayhawks, football school, college game day. Lance Leopold, future Badger head coach, as a dog at home, gave it to me. Let's just keep rolling Kansas. I love this team. I love this story. I can't not take him. I don't care if it's a sucker bet. This line should probably honestly be like Kansas 10 and a half, you know, a 10 and a half point dog, but it doesn't matter. I'm taking him at seven. I'd take him at three. Might screw around and take the money line come Saturday morning. We'll see what happens. I want you to do it because I'm going to do the same thing. I was able to get him in um, at, I, I'm going to say seven with you because that's what you have down and mine's currently showing six and a half, but it's going to change by Saturday anyways, most likely just because we're a couple days away. But I do think just the atmosphere and the hype that's going to be surrounding Kansas and the fact that it's, you know, college game day is going to be in Lawrence. They have the national recognition. They had a close game last week against Iowa State. I kept flipping back and forth between that and the Arkansas-Alabama game. Should have just stayed with the KU game because it was definitely more intriguing after Alabama broke that second big yard rush. But the thing is with Kansas is that they've proven like, hey, we can score with anybody, but we can also stop you multiple times if we need to. And I think that's what's going to help Kansas with TCU because TCU's just shown the ability, especially with – it's Max Dugan, correct, their quarterback mm-hmm. – Dude just makes all the plays this year. It, it has been insane. Two years ago, I was like, man, this guy's a freaking wasted quarterback. You got to move on. You look at him this year, and it's like, oh, fuck. Okay, cool. Look, this is what happens when you let a guy develop and you get an opportunity to just go be the guy. And so I think this is going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be high scoring. Even if Kansas loses, I just don't think they lose by that much. I think it is going to be a close game. Again, the atmosphere is going to be there. Teresa, I'm just going to go ahead with my last bet here because I have seven college bets. Tennessee at LSU. I'm taking Tennessee. They're only favored by three, which kind of caught me by surprise. I figured it might be a little bit more, but I'm going to go ahead and take them uh, right here again, favored by three at LSU. And maybe that's why it's not as high, but. I think that is why it's not as high. And their number one wide receiver had ankle surgery. So that's probably another reason why. Uh, I mean, but he was out during the Florida game as well. So to be fair there. Um, So I had this game and now you're making me want to kind of want to switch it. Um, I'll stick to it though. I'm going to take the over 66 in Washington state USC. I think it's going to be a high scoring PAC 12 game. Um, I'm very tempted to take actually the under 65 in Tennessee LSU though. Like I, that's I know that Tennessee can score. Everybody knows that I've been on the Tennessee bandwagon since before the season started, yep. but I kind of just feel like this is one of those games. That's going to be like, like that Auburn game that you had last week, right? Where it's like that 21, 17, 24, 17 type game. It kind of has that vibe to me. Is it but a I'll night stick- game at LSU? I didn't see the no, time. No, it's first, first thing in the morning, 10 a.m. Oh, my time. So 11, 11 your time. So bright and early there. Um, oh. What? Sorry, before we move on, the end, like this is Texas OU weekend and none of us bet on it that. It is. I know. Because I'm too oh, scared. I feel kind of I'm too scared. I don't too trust scared. either team at all. Me either. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on it? You're You're the Texas well, fan. I am the Texas fan, but I don't want to come off as biased. I think Quinn Ewers might be playing this week and coming back. So it's going to be interesting to see how he looks uh, coming off the injury. I didn't think Hudson Card looked bad uh, last week, but again, you're playing West Virginia and it's a night game at Texas. Like you should be fucking dominating people at a night game at Texas, right? Especially West Virginia because they're just awful this year. But with this game and like even looking at Oklahoma, they're just, they're not very good this year. Their defense is bad. Their offense really isn't, you know, consistently scoring points. Texas is favored by seven. 
the over-under set at 65. I think I might take this as a separate bet, and I'm going to take Texas to cover the seven, and I'm going to take the over because these games always end in a classic, right? Like, they're never just that low-scoring type of game. Last year, I think they both had 40-some points heading into the fourth quarter, and Oklahoma came back and won. If you watched the first half only, I probably would have bet everything I ever had on Texas just blowing them out the rest of the game. And here comes Caleb Williams. So who knows what happens this weekend, but I do think the fact that Oklahoma just not looking good altogether on both sides of the ball, and Texas just looking one way with Quinn Ewers being the starting quarterback against Alabama and then fighting in that game and then just kind of – just trucking through everyone else that they've been playing recently. Maybe trucking is the wrong word, but just the fact that you've been okay. Like even that Texas tech game, like it was a good game. You came back there towards the end. One fumble really screws you over there. And that's just how it ends. But with a game like this, I think I'm going to take Texas. So, and I'm trying to leave all biased out of it too. Um, I, I will say in the last 18, since 2005, the over is 10 and eight. So it's actually been kind of a mixture of, if it's hit the over or not, uh, Texas is 11 and six against the spread though, in those years. Yep. So, um, I don't right. know how you found that stat, but thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, it's because I, I, I've looked at this game for a little bit. Um, I guess it's my turn moving on over to the NFL. I'm going to take right. the 40, 49ers minus three and a half in the first half versus the Panthers. I think that they're going to go get a lead early. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, the whole like Baker Mayfield thing, it's dead. Like it's dead. I like I honestly cannot wait for Sam Darnold to get off of IR and then just like have no choice but to put him in in the uh, game because like it is so have, bad. Have you guys seen the DJ Moore interview? Yes. I saw a clip of that was please phenomenal. fill me in both of you, please. He, so he basically like without saying Baker's asked he said, like, I'm open, throw me the ball, but the quarterback can't get it to me. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty much and where I summed out basically the, the little tidbits of it. And his quarterback – or, I mean, sorry, and the head coach rule was, like, the the receivers need to get open. And DJ's more was like, I'm open. Like, I'm I'm a step ahead of the defender. Yeah, he, like, I'm open. It, might be, it might be five yards. It might be half a yard, but I'm open. Yeah. It's like it's, it's, damn. and then uh isn't it weird that he uh instead of so he's DJ Morris had six targets every week. I know it's because I traded for him before the season and it's not gone well. But uh he had six targets every week. This week he had eleven. So yeah, don't tell me that like you know that things are fine because they're definitely I mean, that's what fine. happened with Odell and Jarvis as well. Yeah, yeah. They just got tired of it in Cleveland and like we're just sitting there looking at Odell and Jarvis, like, man, they're just they have an attitude, they're throwing fits. It's like yeah, because Baker can't accurately throw them the ball. Because they want to get fucking I've been talking paid. about this for years too. Shit. Yeah. yeah, I I will say like, have you guys noticed? And I'm not like a hey like quarterbacks need to be X tall or anything like that. But have you noticed how badly the short quarterbacks are struggling? <laughs> like yeah. in the last like year and a half, like it's really it's crazy. Yeah, Kyler so, Murray. I mean, Russell Wilson's not looked good either. And I mean, yeah. I know he's yeah. part of that category, so it's saying the same thing in he a is. different he is. way. Given he, he, has is the category. He has, he's the reason he there's the a category. category. <laughs> yeah, given he had 10-plus years of fantastic play, so I'm not going to, like, you know, buy Yeah, but that was because he could hit that deep ball, right? Like, I feel like right. that just What's overshadowed his, everything else. And so Tyler that's the Lockett thing. making like when crazy smaller, catches in the end zone. I don't want to say smaller. That's a, that, that's a hard term. When you Shorter. have less stature than normal quarterbacks – 
when somebody is when they're running like a lot of crossing routes over the middle, you have to look through windows of your offensive line. Okay. Once it's a deep pass, like Russ is, was known for, you know, in his prime, you can see that, you know, because there's distance there. So that's the problem is you either have to be on the outside, like on a rollout, mm-hmm. or look through windows. Like Drew Brees always looked through windows of the Saints offensive line. Russ was either always on a rollout or, you know, his little spin shit and then hitting somebody deep or through windows. So now like you can't play regular offensive line like you could with Big Ben or, you know, a traditional quarterback, a Josh Allen, somebody with stature, that 6'4", 6'5", frame. You have to design plays to let your quarterback be successful. You can't just run a generic offense. And that's the problem. Yeah, agreed. Also, hashtag, hashtag analytics. Yeah, with your juke move that you just did there, you broke my ankle though. So good job. Ooh, um, shit. This is, happened so this fast. This is the move see it. that made LeBron cry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, okay. I've already done my first NFL game. Go ahead, Austin. Yeah. So Lions, Lions making the trip to New England. Um, last week was a heck of a game for the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff and uh, Geno Smith. Who'd have thought they'd be? you know, leading fantasy in terms of points at the quarterback position. But by golly, they freaking did it. And TJ Hawkinson, uh, who I played, had a fantastic uh, freaking game. I mean, absolutely destroyed me in fantasy. And because of that, you know, you're going to New England. I think the Lions can continue to carry that. So I'm going to take the Lions plus three. So I'm just going to keep rolling with them. I think this is a game, even if you lose, I don't think it's going to be by more than three. And the fact that it's not three and a half makes me feel more comfortable taking it because they might lose by a field goal. Yeah, the the Lions are the best ticket in sports right now. The uh, number one offense and the number 32 ranked defense. You absolutely love to see it. Uh, (laughs) My first game, sticking with our short Kings, we represent. uh, We're going Russ Wilson, Danger Russ. Thursday night football, three and a half point favorite against the Colts. Already been announced, no JT23. The the Broncos might be a mess, but the Colts are a disaster. So uh, give me the Broncos getting something cooking here on my next NFL bet. I'm taking the Falcons uh, plus eight and a half going to Tampa Bay. A lot of bad things going on with the Buccaneers right now. Uh, Todd Bowles missed a day this week. Tom Brady, check any social media platform and find out what's going on there. Uh, And the Falcons are just grinders they're, they're not going to get blown out this I year thought. i mean they listen they're only attempting 17 passes a game with mariota but they're running it 80 times a game and it doesn't matter cordell pass caleb huntley tyler Adjir, it doesn't matter okay damian williams might be back soon so i think they do keep this within a touchdown so eight and a half points is just far too many for me did you uh see the clip out with uh their head coach uh where he's just like hey we're just gonna run the shit out of the ball and he walks up like the offensive line. The offensive line is having a meeting with their coach on the sideline, you know, with the defense on the field. And he's like, hey, I got you for a second. And he's like, hey, we're about to run the fucking shit out of the ball, boys. Get ready to go. And they're just like, yeah. Imagine. And then Imagine. they just clip out of like run after run after run. Using back-to-back first-round picks on offensive receiving weapons <laughs> and then running the ball 14 times in a row. <laughs> well, we don't got our first-round quarterback yet, so God they're just going to have to wait. God bless them. Hey, you know what? You develop them blockers early. You know what I mean? They're, don't even worry about the flashy plays right now because when their first contract comes around, it's going to be cheap. And then when you get that quarterback, boom, then they're making plays because they've been waiting for it. They're ready to go. Maybe that's his mindset. Good for him. Let's head into our next game, though, because Jacksonville Jaguars 
making the, I thought you guys might have something to say back then. You didn't. There's this awkward silence. So I really appreciate that. Thank you, boys. Love you. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, favored by seven, playing the Houston Texans. I'm going to go ahead and take it. Uh, I am a little worried, though, because Damian Pierce finally kind of burst onto the scene last week and had a good game for the Texans. But Jacksonville, kind of a disappointing loss there against the Eagles. It felt like you had a chance there, especially when you started off dropping four or getting two touchdowns pretty quick. And then from there, it was just kind of like the Eagles kept fighting their way back and then eventually got the victory with a turnover there to end the game for the Jaguars. You're going to make up for this week. You'll beat your division rival by seven. Love it. Uh, I thought about taking them, but instead I decided to continue to ride the train of team totals. And I'm going to take the team total of Jacksonville Jaguars over 25 and a half. They will get to 28. They will against this Houston Texans defense. Uh, Next one. I said that I wasn't going to take any sucker bets. Is this a sucker bet officially? Uh, we'll find out. But I'm taking the Eagles at minus five on the road against the Cardinals. Kind of feels like a sucker bet because it's too low. But I'm going to do it. Don't blame me at all. My last bet here for the day. This is my 10th one, third one for the NFL before we get into our three-leg parlay. Seahawks favored by, or excuse me, Seahawks are plus five and a half versus the Saints. Saints and Vikings last week, I mean, just – an awful ending for the Saints, but that's just about how it works out. You know what I mean? Every single ref, set of refs, I think, just hates the Saints. And uh, that's just part of it. It, just, it is what it is. But the Seahawks, they've played so much better and have been in, I feel like, every game they've played. And the fact that the Saints are favored by five and a half, I guess I just don't get it and I don't see it. So I'm going to take the Seahawks to cover. I almost feel like this is an easy bet. I feel like this yeah, is I'm an right easy victory you. of a bet. I'm right there with you. I have this on my slate as well, one of my two final NFL games, and it does. Like, Geno Smith has been playing really good. Jameis Winston hasn't practiced yet. Michael Thomas hasn't practiced yet. Alvin Kamara, until I hear he's not, he's still hurt in my head. So, like, you know, what? On the Seattle side, Rashad Penny missed practice today, uh, Wednesday, but at the same time, Let's not pretend they don't have, uh, you know, Kenneth Walker sitting there ready in the wings to go bust out. So I like Seattle in this. If I was doing like an upset pick of the week, this would probably be it. Uh, so, yeah, I love this Seattle going to the Saints. That's on my card at plus five and a half. My final bet is I'm taking the under 46 for Miami going to the Meadowlands to play the Jets. This is a game I actually originally flirted with the over. I think 46 is a really good number. Switched it to the under because I just think if there was ever going to be a week where Mike McDaniel finally got the run game going, it's this week against the Jets with no Tua. Uh, Raheem Mostert had a pretty good game in the second half Thursday night against uh, Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati defense is a lot better than the one the Jets bolster. So, uh, yeah, I like uh, I like the under here at 46. I think this is going to be one of those 21 21- 17 games something like that or yeah 21 14 nice all right and then my final game is let's do sunday night football let's do this over 48 and a half Bengals at ravens i know the overs are not hitting on primetime games this year they just aren't but these offenses are electric and i think they're i think this one's gonna hit so over 48 and a half there that chiefs game hit sunday chiefs bucks hit the over Surely, right? I don't even know what that was. The over under. I mean, yes, I, don't I, didn't, I didn't check. So I'm not saying none of them have hit. I'm not saying none of them hit. I'm just saying the odds are against it hitting yeah. so far. All right. Let's move on to our three leg parlay. I will start us off. 
I'm going all college because I just want to know if I hit my three-leg parlay by Saturday night. So give me the team total TCU over 37. Give me Louisville minus two and a half versus Virginia. And give me Tulsa minus six versus Navy. Let's go. Absolutely love it. My three-leg parlay is going to include the Lions plus three at New England. Tennessee favored by three at LSU and then Utah favored by four at UCLA. So I'm taking all the away teams to win this week here. Pretty much. I love it. I love it. that. That's just scary enough to work. I, I like it quite a bit. My parlay, we're going to college games. Give me Fresno state as a seven and a half point dog on the road facing Boise. And then give me the under 62 Ole Miss Vandy for the NFL game. in My three leg, give me the Falcons covering eight and a half against Tampa Bay. Love it. We can go back. All, all right. Deep breath, hit, boys. Let's parlay. We're, hit, we're parlaying it. Let's hit this. I'm telling you right now, my favorite one, I purposely did not put it on my three legs. I want it in our five leg. It is Pittsburgh team total over 27 and a half against Virginia Tech. Perfect. Because I did the same thing Pittsburgh. with yes. the Seahawks and the Saints. So I want the Seahawks plus five and a half versus the Saints. Yeah, I had that same Seahawks bet that I kept it out of my parlay because I wanted it on there. If I had to pick another game, the mic didn't crap out. I'm I'm just thinking about this really hard. I I I don't dare put Nebraska or Iowa in. I'm not going to do it to you guys. I think I like the over 59 Arkansas and Mississippi State. Let's throw that in. Yeah, love that. All right, uh, we got two more to go. I will say that I really like. Washington minus 13 and a half at Arizona State. Bingo. I almost feel like that's a win. I feel like another lock is Fresno State plus seven and a half at Boise. Is Fresno State's quarterback back though? Jake Hanner's supposed to be playing. If supposed he's playing, if he's playing, then I like it. If not, then it scares me too much. We'll do a we'll just do a little do a little look see here. Yeah, little Jake Hanner action. Take a little take look a little, there and let's just gander. Another one feels like Eagles minus five versus the Cardinals. Uh, currently, it says he's not going to play. Okay. I would prefer to stay away from that then if okay. he's not playing. I'm thinking either Eagles minus five versus the Cardinals or Falcons plus eight and a half versus Tampa Bay. Tom Brady's never lost against Tampa or I mean against Atlanta. I know that he could still win and we would win this bet mm-hmm. if they um or is he just gonna be pissed off at what happened last week? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know the wife and kids he's aren't ne- gonna be keeping him up, so that's also true. <laughs> but he's also never when was I saw the stat on social media that he's he hasn't lost three games in a row since like two thousand two. Yeah, not. but he also had his wife and kids at home. So he didn't have kids then. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he had a wife then. So he did. So hey, so it's gonna happen again. No, it's gonna happen. Oh shit! <laughs> oh man, we've uh, we figured it that. out. Yeah, look at that. We just figured okay. out Blue's Clues, everybody. Well, hey, isn't there the rumor too that like Gazelle is a little bit of like a witch and like believes in witchcraft and stuff and has like. Yes. Like had the voodoo dolls and protection of Tom Brady and the Patriots winning or him winning. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah that's a thing. Oh, man. Yeah. This 30 for 30 is going to be electric. It really Dude, is. Dude, if she leaves and his career just comes to an end, oh, wow. No wonder why she's just like, please be done. Like, I can't keep doing this. I this can't is- keep being a witch. I know he's. I know he got married this offseason, but if that's the case, I am totally for Tua going after her. 
Like, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> for the team. For the take team. One, take one for the team. Yeah, take uh, one for the team. Yeah, come on, man. Let's look at her baseball card. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Austin, your favorite bet then, with that being the case, is Eagles minus five. Is that accurate? Uh-huh. Or, yep. or 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 Atlanta or the Atlanta one, right? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like we've kind of talked ourselves into this. I almost forgot we were recording with how crazy that conversation just got. Yeah. Right? I almost <laughs> feel like we kind of got to lean into that. That like Giselle's not there. Do we do it? I mean, like. If you do it, I'll do it. Hey, I mean, hey, last week was bad enough. We don't have to talk <laughs> yeah. about it, but last week's yeah. parlay, not so bad. hot. It was. It really was. Um, and honestly, I'm good with it because I kind of want another NFL game to keep it 3-2. So let's voodoo this up. Let's do it. <laughs> let's voodoo this up. Okay. So Falcons hold on. What was that stat now. again? Tom Brady has not lost three games in a row. Since 2002. And he's lost two in a row now. Wow. Did, if it happens, did he... we have to go crazy. Yeah. I will. Our even... our Falcons establish the run. <laughs> yeah, but he can even run. Like, they can still win, and we can still win the bet with it being yeah. plus eight and a half. That's so, important. Yeah, that's the important That's very important. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. All right, so that's it. So, Pittsburgh Panthers, team total, 27 and a half over. Seattle Seahawks, plus five and a half. Versus the Saints. Um, over 59 in Arkansas, Mississippi State. Minus 13 and a half for Washington at Arizona State. And then plus eight and a half at Tampa Bay for the Falcons. Are the no, they're not. Okay. If this it, Tampa Bay is not wearing the cream circle uniforms, are they? No, they're not. Okay, good. Because that would change everything. It would. Um, so <laughs> I was gonna say, I was actually gonna say that about Austin's pick of the Lions, one that St. Brown is oh, out of shit, game, they are. And the and and the pay, Pats are wearing the old school Patriots uniforms. Is uh is Bailey Zappi St. Brown's out? Yeah, he they, they announced it today, I think. Oh, Zappi is starting. At least my at least my friend texted me that. And my friend, why am I saying my friend? Austin or Riley. Everybody knows who Riley is. Riley texted <laughs> me that. I'm like my friend, like everybody knows who he is. That's what they that's what he told me, but I don't know if it's official. Now you got me I think questioning that. I think they're better off starting Zappy than Hoyer. I mean, for that matter, I don't think yeah. it's a, I don't think there's much of a difference between Mac and Zappy right now either. I really like Bailey Zappy. Yeah. Okay, so he has not been announced out. He just didn't practice again on Wednesday. So he actually still could play. It's only Wednesday practice. Right. Nobody practice Wednesdays. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. So if you're good, you don't practice on Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah. It's true, dude. I mean, Julio's been doing that for 15 years. So, um, okay. That's it, folks. That's that's it. We hit probably an hour at this point because we talked about a whole bunch of topics today. Loved it. (laughs) Um, But anything else from you guys before we sign off? I need help in fantasy. I'm I'm doing bad. I'm down bad, boys. Just hang out for a second, and I'll try to fix all your problems. We appreciate you gonna... all, and tonight we've been <laughs> talking football. <laughs> <laughs>